Hey all, my name is Will Lahardy and you're listening to Texas Tasty's 512 Degrees, the podcast where we chat with artists and influencers about their lives and careers. During today's episode, you hear a conversation with our guest, followed by a finishing lightning round of rapid fire questions. Today's guest grew up playing golf in Austin, Texas. She later went on to play for the women's golf team at the University of Texas, competing in amateur tournaments before going pro this year with the LPGA. Please welcome today's guest, professional golfer, Caitlin Pack. All right, Caitlin, welcome to 512 Degrees. How are you doing today? I'm good, how are you doing, Will? I'm doing good myself, I'm doing good myself. It's so good to have you. So the first question that I typically start every podcast episode with is, who are you and what do you do? So my name is Caitlin Papp and I'm currently a professional golfer on the LPGA Tour. Uh, This is my rookie year. I'm from Austin, Texas. I've been here about nine years. I went to Lake Travis High School and then I played collegiately at University of Texas and I still live in the Lakeway area. Cool, and I'm curious, why golf? So my dad used to play golf for fun. He took it up in his 20s as a hobby. And when I was little, about six years old, he took me out to the golf course just so he'd have a little buddy with him. <laughs> so I eventually was got curious about golf and wanted to try what he was doing. So he taught me the basics, cutting and chipping, and then I just stuck with it. And uh, here now. <laughs> That's so cool. And so did you play golf in high school before you went to UT? I did. Yes. Yeah. I entered my first tournament when I was 10 years old. And so I played uh, within the state um, of Texas a lot. And then I eventually played the ADGA junior tour all throughout high school. And then I played high school golf um, before I went to college. What drew you to the University of Texas? I'm a Longhorn myself. So what I'm curious, what drew you to the, to the University of Texas? I really fell in love with the campus. I thought it was gorgeous. And I loved all that Texas had to offer from a golf perspective with the practice facilities, teammates I would eventually have. And then I was really happy that Texas had so many majors to choose from because at the time when I verbally committed, I wasn't sure what I wanted to study in school. So having that wide range of options made me feel really comfortable with deciding to go to Texas. So you played at UT. Did you play at UT all four years you were there? Yes, all four. How did you grow as a player at UT? I think I learned a lot about myself. I got to play a lot of uh, great golf courses around the country, experienced different types of grass, different courses. So I think that kind of enhanced my golf IQ. And I just learned more about what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And just and it gave me a lot of time and facilities allowed me to kind of get my skills sharpened up. And because I've always had my sights set on playing professionally. So with that goal in mind at, at Texas, I really had the resources to do it. And so did you immediately become an amateur player after after graduation? When I graduated in 2020, that was um, the middle of my fourth year on the team. So I still had some eligibility left. And I stayed the following spring to finish out my four years. And I started graduate school at UT. So I was still playing on the team. And then after our national championship ended in May of 2021, I turned professional a week later. 
So you you graduated from undergrad at UT in 2020. Uh, describe your journey in playing um, as an amateur in the year that followed. So I was still on the team, so I played a few regular season events that spring, and then we had our typical postseason with our Big 12 championship, and then you move on to regionals, which qualifies you for national the national championship um, if you finish in the top five or six, I believe. So I just stayed with the team, and luckily um, in December, I think the week I graduated, I had the opportunity to play in the U.S. Women's Open, and I finished top 10 there, which was a career high for me. <laughs> so that was a pretty cool way to end my amateur career. Was your goal to always become pro? Was that always the end goal? Yes. I remember going to my first LPGA tournament to watch when I was about 9 or 10 years old. And I didn't really know much about tournament golf or that it was even a thing. <laughs> so one of the professionals who was playing at the time, her name is Liz Janangelo. I remember she was really sweet to my sister and I and really appreciative for us coming out and watching her and offered us a, golf, a signed golf ball for if we came back and watched her tomorrow. So I think her kindness and watching the girls compete on the LPJ tour kind of sparked my interest in playing professionally one day. And before we, before we talk more about your pro career, I'm curious, I'd love to learn more about, about your game and your style of playing golf. What makes you, what makes your, your style of game, what makes your game different than other players? Yeah, you're right about that. There's definitely a lot of playing styles out there. I would say my strong point right now is short game for sure. But as a professional, I really want to kind of hone in and really be good at all aspects of my game and not really have any weaknesses so that's kind of always been my thinking even throughout college um, just try to be uh, really good at everything you do but short game I think definitely takes you a long ways. what what is it about your short game that makes it so that is that makes it so strong I guess compared to other players I've had a really good year with putting I guess I've been really efficient around the greens I don't three putt much I save far a lot of times with my putter so really it's just about making as many putts as you can not necessarily losing shots on the green I think that's what's made my putting in particular so strong this year and then with chipping and pitching and out of the bunkers you just have to be really creative and I think on tour this year with all the practice rounds in addition to the tournament rounds you really do get a lot of practice around the green chipping because you try to practice for all scenarios before you even tee it up during competitions so I think that's been really good practice for me. And so describe the moment that you learned you became a pro golfer on the LPGA Tour. How did you get to that point from being an amateur? So every year there's what's called qualifying school, or we call it key school. There's three stages. First stage is held in August. It, it happens every year. And then second stage is typically in October. And then there's the final stage called Q Series that lasts two weeks that played right before Christmas. So luckily last year, I got to skip the first stage and just go straight to stage two. And from there, you finish top 45 to move on to the third stage. And then if you finish in the top 45 at the end of the two weeks at Q Series, then you're an LPGA member. So I went through that whole process last year and it was definitely a grind <laughs> like it is for everyone, but I was really happy with how I played and I eventually, I think I finished 30th place around there and uh, secured my card for this year. So that was definitely a nice feeling and something and 
I definitely felt pretty accomplished doing that because I've uh, dreamed of doing that for so long. Yeah, and and describe the dry the grind of of Q school. What made it so? What was so particularly challenging about it? I think when I played last year, the field was very strong. Um, in 2020, Q school was canceled because of COVID. So really, we had two years worth of really great players lumped into one year. So the competition was really strong, but then also, I guess, just what you're playing for makes it such a grind, and the margins are very thin whether you get your LPGA card or not. And it really determines your whole next year, your next season. So I think that being in the back of people's minds can add a lot of pressure. So I think you have to just try to put that out of your mind and just treat it one day at a time and uh, just try to do the best you can. How have you grown as a player in the past 10 months as a, as a professional golfer? Being a professional golfer is definitely a whole new experience. In college, you have the luxury of your coach is taking care of everything for you with where you're going to eat that night for dinner, hotels, air, airfare, rental cars, all of that. So as a professional golfer, you really kind of take charge of that yourself and set your own schedule and you're responsible for booking your own things and making sure you're at certain places at the right time. And uh, you just have to try to plan out what's best for you. And that goes along with practice rounds because it's easy to kind of overwork yourself before the tournament even begins so I think everyone has had to learn to kind of pace themselves give themselves as much time as they need to learn the golf course each week and then go from there and then also another challenge is I just came off a seven-week stretch (laughs) so I played seven weeks in a row which is a lot a lot of people don't really do that but a lot of professionals will try to set their schedules and think where do I want to play? Where do I not want to play? Do I need a week off here and there? So it's really all about just trying to figure out what works best for you. And that kind of comes with trial and error. Tell me about some of the of the tournaments that you've played in since going pro. I've played, I've played in, I want to say 18 events this year on the LPGA tour. So I've gone to California a bunch of times. I've played a lot of golf in the Northeast. Michigan, Ohio, Hawaii. And then at the beginning of the year, I was really fortunate to go to Thailand, which was my first start as a rookie on LPGA. So that was a pretty fun way to start my career. And going to Thailand was really cool. The food was great. The people were nice and it was a great golf course. And so it's been fun traveling to new places that I haven't been before. And I think that's a great thing that LPGA has to offer. Yeah. And how have you grown as a player? I've definitely learned a lot about myself on the course. This year, I didn't really play as well as I wanted to. So I've been just trying to reflect on the things that I did well and the things that could have been better and just trying to figure out a game plan um, for next season and just continue to try to do the best I can. So um, whether it means doing something a little bit different in my practice or adjusting my tournament schedule a little bit. I think every player has a lot to learn from their first year, for sure. Cool. And I guess going off of that, what is what is next in your, in your career? What are, what are some goals that you have moving forward? I think I have a lot of goals within my game itself, just trying to straighten up my full swing, hit the ball straighter. And then as we transition into off-season, I'll have more time to kind of get back in the gym and work hard there and get ready for next year and get a little bit more distance back. 
and then just continue to do the things I've been doing with short game because it's been really good on tour this year. So yeah, those are kind of my plans going forward. Yeah. And what are some lessons that you've learned along the way, starting as a high school player, growing into a collegiate player, amateur, and eventually professional? What are some lessons that you've learned on the way? I feel like each stage has been very different in terms, well, definitely competition is different. But then I think as you get older and move through the stages, you kind of learn to like learn like what works for you, what doesn't work as far as how you practice your mental game, like what you say to yourself. And I think, too, like as we grow up and get stronger, your game changes. I mean, looking back where I was in high school, I'm a much different player in terms of swing speed and how far I hit it than I was in high school. So that's kind of fun to kind of track your progress as you go through high school, college and professional golf. Uh, And do you have any any events coming up that you'd like to let our listeners know about? Let's see. Well, we're kind of at the end of our season, so I don't really have anything on my schedule right now. I'm actually getting married in two weeks. So. Oh, congratulations. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. So been, I've taken this week off. Um, after playing seven weeks in a row, I just need a break. Things start hurting in your body, and my brain is pretty tired. So this week is kind of nice to reset and focus on that. But it looks like I'll probably go back to the third stage of Q school in December. So I have, and then I think there's a Monday qualifier in November. So uh, not a whole lot coming up right now, but the season will probably start again next February. And then pretty much it goes right through October. And I guess to to finalize this portion of the, of the interview, where do you see yourself? Like five years from now, where do you see yourself in, in terms of your golfing career? In five years, um, I really hope I'm doing pretty well in the LPGA. Um, I've heard there's kind of like a three-year rule. It kind of takes three years for you to kind of get into your groove as a professional and get used to all the things that LPGA has, whether it be playing inside the ropes, playing with crowds, um, learning how to travel well. And um, so I'm hoping in five years I'll kind of be in my peak uh, time frame as a golfer. Awesome. 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 So uh, we've reached the final portion of the interview, which is called the lightning round, which is where I will ask you a bunch of random lightning questions and you have to respond at lightning speed. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Are are we ready to go? Yes. Awesome. Here we go. Here we go. Are you currently binge watching anything? Yes, I am currently binge watching Selling Sunset OC and the Kardashians on Hulu. Ooh, I've heard, I've I've been seeing the Kardashians all over my TikTok, so I'm like, oh, is is it is it is it good? Does it um does it match the original the original series? It's good. I think I think some parts are like a little bit different. Um, mm. there's not as much like background music and there's a lot more dialogue, but it's really good. Um. I just started it a few days ago because um, I just got Hulu. <laughs> so I'm excited to keep watching. So you are an Austin resident and you've been a longtime Austin resident. What are the best tacos in Austin? I don't know if this counts, but Cabo Bob's. <gasps> Shut up. I love Cabo Bob's. That's my, that's, <laughs> I, I used to live um, up the street from Cabo Bob's. So I would eat lunch there oh, like nice. almost every day. It was, mm-hmm. I, I spent too much money at Cabo Bob's, but I love Cabo Bob's. <laughs> 
that's the first place I went to um, this weekend when I came home from my seventh tournament in a row. I just wanted Cabo Bob. (laughs) There's there's absolutely nothing like it. What is your favorite memory from your time at UT? I would say either getting to play at the, I guess, National Women's Amateur or really our season in 2019. Um, We were ranked number one. And we won Big 12, so we won regionals. I think we won Big 12 by like 37 strokes. So that year was a lot of fun. We had a great team. We were all playing well at the same time. So um, it was a lot of fun. What is your favorite tournament? The favorite tournament I've played is either the Augusta National Women's Amateur or the U.S. Open. Ooh. And wait, where were, what course did you play um, the U.S. Open at when you played in that one? Um. So I've, I've played in three U.S. Opens. I played my first one in Charleston, South Carolina in 2019 at Charleston Country Club. And then in 2020, we played Champions Golf Club in Houston. And then last year, we got to play the historic Olympic Club in San Francisco. That is so fun. Oh, my gosh. Um, going off of that, what is your favorite course that you've played? might be cliche but Augusta National <laughs> I mean it's it's you I mean there's no better answer it's classic <laughs> yeah. the home yeah. of the masters it's literally heaven on earth it's amazing pick one driving or putting putting Ooh, and why I think it's a lot of fun and you get a lot of satisfaction when you hear the ball go on the hole no matter how long or short of a putt it is I think it's always fun to knock it in and final question if you weren't a golfer what would you be Hmm, that's a tough question. Well, I could see myself doing something in the sport industry. I feel like broadcasting would be fun, but if I weren't in the sport industry, I think being a singer would be a lot of fun because you're just so naturally good and you, and you make millions of people happy. So I feel like that's got to be a fun career. <laughs> that That is, are you a singer yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can all dream we can all dream exactly <laughs> awesome well caitlin caitlin pap thank you so much for joining us in five twelve degrees i've really enjoyed having you on thank you for having me i enjoyed it you can keep up with caitlin by following at caitlin.pap on instagram if you enjoyed today's episode then give us a follow at texas tasty on instagram and at the texas tasty on twitter Future episodes of 512 Degrees can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, this is Will Lahardy signing off.